0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, PC here, man, and I am so happy that I get the opportunity to come and minister to you tonight. God's been so good to us, man. We just had an awesome conference. The new book is a is just changing lives. We're getting testimonies, obtainable. How many people, miracles, testimonies, really cool stuff. Just people walking by faith and not by sight and changing the way they see faith. It's It's been such a blessing, amen. I'm so excited that we get to come to you. You know, during this um time when we haven't been able to get together, man, our Sunday morning services, one service has been so special that we get to come and be with you guys but I think we've built a really great online community and we've built a really great e-church. That's what it is. It's our, it's our social media outreach church, global church. You know, a long time ago, I always felt like God was gonna bring us to a global platform and we are there now through the internet. It's amazing. So as you guys share, I really believe, and, and this is my from my heart to 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 your ear, just hear me. This is how Evangelism works. I just had a testimony this week, one of the guys in the church, great guy, a lot of you know who he is, so I'm not gonna mention any names. I said, how'd you find the church? He came and had a meeting with me. I said, how did you find the church? And I'm thinking, you rode by, maybe you know, uh, maybe did this, he goes, no, I found you online. I said, you found me online? He goes, yeah, I found you guys online. And I watched, and I watched again, and then I came to the church. When I came to the church, I was pretty much ready for what I was getting ready to experience. But then once I got in the building, it just changed my life forever. And, man, I'll tell you what, with, with just an emotional, you know, tears in the eyes about what God has done in their life, the family's life, that's because you guys are making a difference by sharing, sharing this stuff, sharing it and getting it out, and, and, and people being able to find us through the Internet. This is the modern-day evangelism and i'm so excited we've been see, we've seen more families coming brand new people coming on sunday through a pandemic because of the internet because we get to share and as you share the testimonies come in people's lives get changed i really believe that this is the the way we're going to maybe do church for a while maybe forever but i really appreciate your faithfulness to share and to share these these special services with your with your just on your social feeds every feed you got Call somebody, click it, share it, send it, watch party it, do whatever you gotta do. Just know we're making a difference in people's lives. I appreciate you. I greatly appreciate you. Cause we want to be help, hope, and we wanna bring healing to people that need it. And I promise you this that as we do our part, God will do his part. Long time ago, I had a lady one time, I never forget it. We used to, you know, send out postcards and hand out cards when we go places. She said, She said, I got your card and I didn't do anything with it. I just held on to it for a while. But when I went to prayer that next couple of days, the one day I went to prayer, God said, go to that church. And I said, wow, really? She said, yeah. And then, then I put on the radio and I heard you on the radio. And God was like, go to that church. And then next something else, somebody, they work with somebody, they said, oh, I go to Relevant. And God was like, go to that church. And I never forget, after I got that testimony, I said, man, I said, that's pretty cool. God said this. I really felt like the Lord spoke this to me. He said, it's your job to let him know you're there. It's my job to draw them there. We have a responsibility as the church to let them know we're here in the community, in the world, or help or hope. And I said, I never forget that as long as I live. It's, it's your job to let them know you're here. That's what we do through the outreach, through the web. We got to let them know we're here. God said, it's my job to draw them there. Amen? And that was so cool because that's what he did. He got the family changed because of his obedience to Never leave anybody where you are, but always take you to the next level he has for you. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. How many are excited about giving? I don't know about you, but I sure know my giving is making a difference. I love this. Most Christians get to a point of believing um, that I can give, but I shouldn't expect a harvest. And how many know that's absolutely wrong? Most Christians believe they should not expect anything in return for what they give. Uh, they, don't, they don't want anything in return. They have a, a mentality of that. They don't expect anything back. I'm just giving because I love God. And that's good that you give because you love God. But when you give and expect nothing back, you're not being biblical in the arena of giving. This is one of the great statements you see in the, in the Bible that Jesus really puts an expectancy on receiving. Receiving. This following statement is probably one of the most shocking, hard to believe biblical principles to the body of Christ to accept that the godly way in giving is expecting to receive. Notice what God said in his word. He gives us the ways to have definite expectation. He said God is expecting us to receive when we give. God for so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Amen. And we know that. When Jesus died for us, he gave us the way and access into the kingdom. So God gave His Son so we can gain access into the kingdom. Look what Luke 6:38 says. "I love this. Give and it shall be given to you. Moreover, moreover sometimes people get to this thing, they think like, "Oh my giving I shouldn't expect." No, it says, "Give and it shall be given unto you." Amen. God is going to make sure. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto you. Amen? That's even important. Expecting a return does not mean you're selfish. Expecting return means that you have now accepted God's ways to be higher than your ways. If, he, if God said he wants to multiply the seed that you sow back to you, then we should put faith and expectancy into see our seed multiplied. Stop saying you don't expect anything back from God when you give. That's not a biblical statement. Make sure you make biblical statements. Give expecting to receive. Then you can be a good steward by giving even more to God's kingdom. I think that's one of the greatest things we could do is that we could put an expectancy on receiving. Because how many know God says when you give, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. The key of reaping is expectancy in the harvest. Well, praise the Lord. We got some awesome ways for you to give here. I'll tell you what, all of them are safe. All of them are secure. You can go to the website, relevantfl.org slash giving. You can fill out right there. Put your information in. We can keep you on. We can actually keep you a track of of just keeping you updated and keep keep you in, on track of what's happening here. We could send you emails through all that stuff. It's really cool. So get on there and log in and become a member. We have e-members from all over the world that, are, that have never stepped foot in the building, but they're part of the church. Amen. You could always text to give. That's the 386-968-1103. It's all on the screen there. 386-968-1103. That's your, our, our, our text to give, you just text your dollar amount in there, and it's pretty self explanatory on how to do that. And you can also use the text to give, of course, is up there, and um, you can see it all on the screen. And there's the cash app is uh, dollar sign relevant FL, we can see that all there. And you have the other ways to give, of course, you can mail in your seat to 920 Bevel Road. Glory to God! So let me just pray over your offering. And I really believe that tonight. God is going to move in the arena of your finances. We've been asking you to release faith when you pray. And how many of you know, the only person trying to hold back your prosperity is the enemy. And because you have faith in the word of God, in the system of God, in the kingdom of God, you're getting ready to reap a harvest from every seed you've ever sown. Father, I just thank you that at the sound of my voice, we're releasing faith Releasing the miracle power and provision of God to meet every single need that each and every one of us have in Jesus, mighty name, we pray, and everybody said, "Amen and amen. well, praise the Lord, glory to God. How many of you know we've been in our series about taking your place in authority, taking your place in authority, and I've got some um some powerful um things I want to share with you tonight. Because I think some of the most important things that we have to understand as a church is that we're not trying to get authority. We already received authority, and now we have to stand in the authority that Jesus gave us. That's one of the things I really want you to see. We're not trying to achieve it. We've received it in the new birth, and through the name of Jesus, me and you have authority right now in the earth over all circumstances and situations. And tonight, we're going to see some powerful truths. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see some powerful truths that I really believe, I I really believe this, are going to change your life forever. And I want to talk to you in a specific area tonight. You have authority over all the works of the enemy, but you also have authority. And this is the angle I want you to kind of look at tonight. You have authority over every emotional response you're walking through. So powerful. I want you to see this tonight. I'm going to give you some stuff here. You say, well, Pastor Chris, I'm dealing with some pain. You've got authority over physical pain and emotional pain. I promise you. This, this message has really gripped me. I was saying this even as I was preparing. I got weeks of material. Uh, the anointing is really on it to remove some burdens that I've got on your life. And I really believe with the power of the word of God, it's not by might, it's by his power, He's going to release some grief, some worry, some fear, some fret, some anxiety, some failures that may be of the past. I promise you this series is going to really change you. So I really want you to grab a pen, grab a paper, get out your phone, take some notes, put this in, and realize this. I want to start reading, and I want to give you point kind of some points and some takeaways and some stuff to really um, meditate on. You know, I think as you meditate, and meditating isn't that hard. Just read it over pull it in, walk it through. The enemy wants you to feel powerless. I want you to remember that. The enemy is trying to make you feel powerless, but I want you to know you are well able to overcome his devices. We have an, we have an enemy that comes against us, but he's the enemy also of the soul. He comes against your mind, your will, your emotions. Tries to He's the accuser of the brethren. He, really can, he can really frustrate your life if you don't know that you're not fighting a battle of natural man. You're fighting a spiritual battle that's unseen, but it's real. Just because I don't see it doesn't mean it's not real. I want you to look at the Passion Translation in 1 Peter 5 and 6. It says, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, he'll eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Got to leave it in God's hands. He's, he's, He's working on your behalf. Don't forget that. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. He always tenderly cares for you. Isn't that good? I got I got this new saying around here and I want you to say it out loud with me say cast it and cut it. <laughs> remember I remember I remember being a kid, you know. I wasn't a real big yo-yo guy. I didn't I really didn't know how to do it. <laughs> I had buddies though, you know, they could walk the dog and do this thing and triangles and the yo-yo went all over the place. I think I think half the time I threw it, it got all weird, you know, but I, I figured it out a little bit. But I always think of my cares as that yo-yo, you know, it's you throw, you know, you see like you see these guys with these yo-yos, you know, they're like professional, they could throw it at you and it comes at your head and they snap it back and they they could roll it and walk it and they could get it walking up a wall and they got all these yo-yo tricks and I mean I think I do that with my cares (laughs) how about you here you go Jesus I'm like spider-man I I shoot him out and then uh, took a little time I love the way he says leave the timing in God's hands and it comes right back I got give me that back God hallelujah I'm a gunslinger of cares (laughs) you know what I'm saying it's like you flick him out there it took two days and you're freaking out and you pull it back no 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 cast it and Cut the string. Be like, next time, you're, you're not going to forget this visual the next time you cast some care, okay? You're going to cast it and walk with a scissor and you clip that string and tch, that yo-yo is going to go flying, amen? Some of you might have to physically get a yo-yo and a string, put some, na- put some problems, don't put his name on there. Come on, easy now. Don't put her name on that yo Well, maybe some of you should. Put the name on the yo-yo or your problem. Hey, that's kind of cool. Put the name on the yo-yo. You know what I'm saying? You got to put some names on your yo You might be the yo-yo. Okay, easy, right? Throw it and cut it and just cut the string. And all you'll have is that little string on your finger. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what we got to do. Cast it and cut it because if you don't cut it, it's coming back. It says, be balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, he's roaming around incessantly. Man, I like that. That's a really good translation. Like a roaring lion looking for prey to devour, take a divisive stand against him. That means you're kind of like, you're ready for this thing, right? And resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. I like that, strong, vigorous faith. You, the weak faith people, right? Like me, like, uh, no, this is a battle. and You gotta be ready to fight for the good fight of faith. That means just keep your beliefs closed. Good plug for the book. Keep the beliefs closed. It's true, the beliefs are like a shield, They quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Look at this, right? For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles they endure. After a little bit of suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory, will personally and eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he'll set you firmly in place and build you up. He, he, and he has all The power needed to do this forever. And I'll tell you what, that's good news. Amen. But this is what you got to realize with the enemy. The enemy is trying to make you think you're powerless. And that's what I want to talk about. Authority has given you your power back. You're not powerless. There's not a situation in the life of the believer that you are powerless. You are more than able to face all the works of the enemy. You are not powerless, you are powerful. Remember that. You might not feel powerful. You might not look powerful. But that's exactly what the enemy wants you to think. I can't do it. But I got news for you. You could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I know sometimes it's not easy. That's why we're going to talk about these powerful truths. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed? Everybody does. By the difficulties that confront you in life? Sure. Everybody does. There's difficulties confronting us in life trying to make us think we're less than. Jesus said you're more than. Circumstances trying to come against to make you feel less than. But you gotta look at the word of God and not the circumstances. I can't be moved by the circumstances of life. I can't have emotional response by some of this stuff because all this stuff is trying to get me to disconnect and separate from the word of God where my strength's gonna come from and my belief system. So that's why you got these circumstances and situations arising, and you got a lot of ideas that come against your mind to try to get me and you not to believe who we are in Christ. As long as we can keep our God given identity, we can keep our God given position, we can keep our God given authority, we can walk in our God given victory. And this is important. Satan wants us to feel powerless because he doesn't want you to know you already beat him, and you did. You defeated him in Christ. When Jesus Christ defeated the enemy, you did too. That's the great news of the gospel. We're in Christ, and because of what Jesus did, we did. Jesus said, you're seated with me in heavenly places in Christ, far above all principality and powers. Amen. Rulers of darkness, all this evil world. You're far above all the noise that's out there in this world. He wants you to feel powerless, the enemy, and force This point. What's that? Our enemy Satan wants us to feel powerless in the face of problems that we encounter, but we don't have to be defeated by them. Okay? He wants you to be what? Thinking you're powerless as you face the problems of life. You understand that? Because this is the thing we got to realize. He wants you to live like the defeated one, even though Jesus made you the victorious one. And once you start understanding who you are, in this series, and see that you can overcome. You know, one of the big things I was even starting to think about really blessed me, really blessed me huge. Um, I was really feeling this, and um, I kind of pulled this in, and I wanted you to get this um, that as you're in this thing of learning your authority, it's not just the enemy, but it's the tools of the enemy that makes you victorious in every area. Meaning this, the enemy comes to steal, kill, destroy, okay? You're going to win there, but he also comes with these devices, wrong opinion of yourself, wrong ideas of yourself. You got authority over that wrong opinion. You got authority over that wrong idea. You got an authority over the grief of the past. You got an authority over, you have, see, you got a greater platform With all the works of the enemy and the tools of the enemy, you have victory. And we're going to look at them. God has given me and you the authority we need to overcome the things that rise up to hinder us. Okay? That's so important. He gave us the authority to overcome the things that rise up to hinder us. So strong. Look at this. I want you. Why does God give us this authority? Why did God give us this victory? Why did God, God, it seems like, man, I'm going through so much stress. The turmoil that's in the earth is giving me pressure. I got work pressure, job pressure, money pressure, family pressure, pressure to, pressure to stay saved in an unsaved world. I got pressure, man. I got pressure. I go, right, Paul said I was perplexed. I was distressed. I'm a mess. Somebody help me out. Why? Because God cares about you. And this is the emphasis point here. You got to know that God cares about you. I know we go through seasons of life when it feels like, my God, if God cares about me, why do I gotta walk through all this pain in the earth? Why do I gotta walk through all these problems? You know, somebody asked me the other day about the character of God. Like, why would God do this? And, and you gotta realize, God didn't do anything evil. Never. But man, because man gave a, a place of authority to the enemy, until Jesus comes back to take back the earth, we're going to have to deal with the enemy in a lot of places he should have never got into. But because of man's disobedience, sin entered into the world. Through Jesus Christ's obedience, we're going to take back the world. I promise you guys, I know it looks like it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of grim outside when you look out into the world, and it's getting, it's getting more perverse, and it's getting grosser by the minute. And I told you these days were coming. And this is why you got to be strong in the Lord. you got to be strong in your convictions. you got to stand in what you believe you got to stand in the word of God, and you got to stand against the works of the enemy. I promise you that's true. This ain't a flesh and blood battle, guys. This is a spiritual battle, good versus evil. And we are the good. And the Bible says this. It says that we've overcome because we've got the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony, and we love our life not unto the death. We know this. Now, this is what I want you to say. I want you to look at the Passion Translation. I'm loving this Passion Translation. I'm going to stay in this for this series a lot because I really like what, what it has to say. I think it reads a little bit easier. Psalms 18.3. Man, I'm going to read all the way through verse 9, and I love this. All I need to do is call to you. Man, that's what we're saying the Lord. Why? Because God cares about you. Call upon the Lord. Sometimes in life, try to go to our friends, try to go to our family, try to go to all these, and I know, and I try to do the best I can to help people, counsel people, be there with people. I had a guy in the church one time. He's like, man, I gotta see you, I gotta see you, I gotta see you, and the Lord really impressed him my heart, said, he got the key to the church. He was one of the guys that was working. I said, go to the church and pray for an hour. Just sit in the altar, and just take some time in the presence of God, and I'll be down there, and as soon as I come to the church, we could sit and talk. Never forget as long as I live. Half hour into it, 40 minutes into it. He called me up. He said, well, I'm going home now. I said, well, I thought we we were going to go meet. He goes, I don't have to meet with you. He said, God already gave me my answer in the altar. I said, God already gave you the answer in the altar? He said, yeah. He said, God gave me my answer in the altar. And I never forgot this. Every answer that you've been waiting for to life's questions are awaiting you in the presence of God. Get in the presence of God and it will give you the answers you're looking for. might. But here's the thing. Might not be exactly when you want it. That was a quick one. It might take time. But boy, doesn't it feel good on the inside knowing that if I give it to God and I cast it and cut it, I don't have to care for it. Come on. If I cast it, if I say cast it, I'm going to cut it. Once I cut it, I don't have to care for it. I'm going to give it to the Lord. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. All I need to do is call you, singing to you the praiseworthy God. When I do, I'm safe and sound in you. For when the ropes of death have wrapped around me and terrifying torrents of destruction overwhelm me, taking me to death's door, to doom's domain. I cried out to you in my distress, the delivering God, and from your temple throne, you heard my troubled cry. My sobs came right into your heart, and you turned your face to rescue me. My God, if that don't preach, I don't know what will. I wish I had the organ in the back going, mm-hmm. The earth itself shivered and shook. It reeled and rocked before him. As the mountains trembled, they melted. Man, he got the mountains trembled. My God, my my God, I serve a big God, amen? Hallelujah. Everybody, you need to tweet, the, tweet that right now. Go in the comments and say, I serve a big God. Everybody in there, serve a big God. You better put that in there. I'm going to see who didn't do it. I'm going to go back and check. If you didn't do it, you didn't follow instruction. I serve a big God, amen? The earth itself shivered and shook. Woo, come on. Somebody, the earth is shaking and quaking. Wasn't that a song? I don't know, probably. Hey, it's reeled and rocked before him as the mountains trembled and melted away. For his anger was kindled, burning on my behalf. Woo, I'm going to start. That's my new prayer. Can we pray this? God, may your anger kindle on my behalf. Ooh, somebody's going to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying. God's for us. Fierce flames leapt from his mouth. My God's big. He got flames coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> erupting with blazing burning coals as smoke and fire encircled him. He stretched heaven's curtain open and came to my defense. I, I'm going I'm to get up and run. Did you read that? He stretched the curtain of heaven open and came to my defense. He's like, he come out of the glory to come into your situation. My God. Did you hear what I just said? He's stepping out of glory to come into your situation. Swiftly he wrote. Ru- I'm going to shout. Hey, you better shout with me. Swiftly he rode to earth as the scormy sky was lowered. He rode a chariot of thunderclouds amidst the thick darkness. A cherub was his chariot, and he swooped down, soaring on the wings of the spirit wind. <sighs> Man, if you need if you got a problem back, go back and read that. Next time you think you got a problem, go back and read that. He got mountains shaking. Come on. God cares about you. I know I get a little excited. I do. I really do. I get excited about it because I believe the Bible. <laughs> I believe this. I believe God parts the curtain. I believe God's working on, on my behalf. I believe God sent a host of angels to the earth to work some stuff out. But I know sometimes it seems hard to overcome some of the enemies because sometimes when it feels like I'm being overwhelmed, I feel like I'm being overcome but I got news for you. You're not going to be overcome because you're overwhelmed. You're going to step in overflow. Come on, somebody. God's got a way. Amen. I know when I feel overwhelmed, I feel like I'm overcome. I don't feel like I can do all this. I don't feel like nothing's happening. I don't feel like nothing's changing. I don't feel like circumstances are going anywhere. I don't feel like, I don't feel like a lot of stuff. But you know this, I'm not gonna be overwhelmed. We're not gonna be overcome. We're getting ready to hit the overflow. Come on, somebody. Put overflow in there. Comment overflow, overflow. Come on, high five your neighbor. Don't touch nobody, you can't touch nobody, right? Just, just air high five, air high five, air high five. Text somebody right now, overflow. Just pick up your phone, here we go, ready? Text somebody right now, you don't even know on your phone, overflow. When they, when they wanna know what it's about, tell them tune in. Overflow, everybody say overflow. Say it out loud, overflow. Put in the comment, overflow. I'm getting in the, I'm not overwhelmed, I'm in the overflow. I'm not in the, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not, I'm not overcome. I'm in the overflow. Come on, overflow. What's that mean? God's, God's on my behalf. He's parting the curtain. (laughs) I promise you, I'll never forget that as long as I live. I'll think of God, like, you remember like, you know, like when you peep out the curtain, like, God's coming to get you. He's going to be on your behalf. He hears your cry. He hears your plea. Come on, text somebody right now. Overflow, overflow. Come on, somebody. Well, why, why, do I, why do I get there? Because you've got to understand something. God has given me authority over my enemies. Write that down. Now, these enemies could come from a bunch of places, and today I'm going to show you where some of them come from. Now, your enemy is not people. Remember this. Well, you know, it's all these people. No, 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 no. Your enemy is not people. The devil uses people to become your enemy. But it is not people. It is the devil. You understand what I'm saying? Evil stuff happens because people yield to evil spirits. You know, and the church needs to talk like this. The church has been too busy preaching Reader's Digest and start preaching the word to be good. And I'm not picking on the church, but you start to, I remember like, you know, you say, oh my God, did he say devils? Yeah, well, what do, you think, what do you think's going on here? There's, 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 a, there's an enemy. Look what Psalm 3121 says. The name of the Lord is blessed and lifted high for his marvelous miracle of mercy protected me when I was overwhelmed by my enemies. Write that down. He is, he was, I might have, when you feel overwhelmed by your enemies, God is gonna make sure you overflow in his authority over your enemies. Man, that's one of the things we need to know. Psalms 119, 112, and, and one of the, it's the contemporary English version, I believe, says, I have made, I have made up my mind to obey your laws forever, no matter what. How do you start beating your enemies? You stay in the word. The reason why most people are ineffective and don't overcome in areas of life, especially when it comes to their enemies, they never they never learn how to fight the battle of their mind. You gotta learn how to fight the battle of the mind. You know what I mean? Right? Didn't Joyce Meyer say the mind is a battlefield? Great book, right? What do you mean? Your mind is where the war is won. You gotta think right to believe right. Okay? Right believing, right thinking, right? It goes like this right thinking, right believing, right acting. When the thinking's off, we got a problem. If you wanna learn how to manage your mind, you're gonna have to get delivered from destructive thoughts. Now I'm gonna explain that. What do you mean? Any thought, God said any thought that didn't originate from God is evil. You know what I mean? That's, we, we got to get serious internally before we're ever going to manifest God's authority externally. We've got to get serious internally. Like, those children of Israel, remember that? He said, you got an evil report. I didn't think they said anything evil. Evil report was unbelief. So if your mouth doesn't line up with the faith of the word of God, and you're speaking unbelief, God said that report's evil. Destructive thoughts are dangerous. We all have them. Just don't take ownership of them. Remember this. A thought is really not your own until you believe it. Thoughts are coming from God. Thoughts are coming from the devil. I don't think we've ever had an original thought a day in our life. I just think, this is my own perception here, but I think thoughts just come from God or the devil. And you're either going to pick, once you believe it, you've taken, well, they don't like me. You ever see somebody like, they don't like me. Well, who said that? And then you ever do, you ever believe like that? You ever think like, so-and-so don't like me. Well, how do you know? <laughs> I just know. And then you go tell them you're goofy, and you tell them, and you're like, oh, I thought don't, I don't, you don't like me. They're like, what are you talking about? I like you. I didn't think, they probably could, then they go, well, I didn't think you like me. Well, yeah, you didn't like them because they didn't think you liked you, and now you're, you're. <laughs> Let me tell you, your attitude enters a room before your body ever does. Ooh, somebody tweet that. Somebody needs to comment that. Is it comments? Is that what we do, comments? Comment that. Comment that. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to feel that. Somebody's thinking about somebody to work with right now. Your attitude enters the room before your body ever does. You know what I'm saying? They got, I call it, they got the funk. They funky. You know what I'm saying? By funky. You funky. You know what I mean? You got that on you. Some people just got that on them. It ain't bad cologne. <laughs> it ain't bad cologne. They just they just weird, you know? They got that on them. And they come around, you're like, oh, here they come. Here they come. No, 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 no. You got to be careful, okay? So now we got some battling to do over our enemies. Now, I got stuff in here. This, this month, powerful stuff. I'm going to talk to you about how do I overcome the guilt I got all these, enemies. how do I overcome, how do I overcome the shame? Because these are, these are enemies. How do I, I'm, going, I'm clipping ahead, just fear. I'm just giving you a highlight. I'm keeping you coming. Come on, you got to stay with me. When I'm overwhelmed with life, when I'm overwhelmed with fear, when I'm overwhelmed with the guilt, when I'm overwhelmed with the regret, when I'm walking against despair, I got it all in here. How about this? Anger, man, I'm angry. You know, I was just talking to somebody today. I said, I'm like a tiger. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes I got to know when to growl, right? Fear, dread, how do I overcome, right? But you got to be careful because how about this one? Grief, grief. Oh, you don't think you're going to deal with grief? Come on, man. You're dealing with grief and you don't even know it. And I'm not just talking about loss of loved ones. That's a level of grief. When you got lost, my thoughts are out of control. I got a description here that says, busy thoughts were out of control. My busy thoughts in my head were out of control. How do I, get, how do I make it through over, overwhelming, uncontrollable thoughts? Did you hear what I just said? Uncontrollable thoughts. They look like they're almost uncontrollable. They're hitting my head like a machine gun. Pop, 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 pop. Pastor Chris, I feel like I'm, you're not losing it. Take a deep breath. I can get you through it. You got to stay with me, though. This is why you got to share this stuff. There's people doing, you know what I thought of? Uh, somebody had a hamster one time. You ever see a hamster on a wheel? And they're just like, brrr, and I looked at that. I said, man, if that ain't somebody's, if that's not somebody's mind, they're just they're like a hamster. On, that thought just keeps rolling. Brrr, they ain't going nowhere. Get off the thing. They're in the same spot they were. Bruised and broken. I'm bruised and broken. How do I get through it? These are tools of the enemy to try to come and break. I'm desperate. You feel desperate, don't worry, I got a way out. You feel like it's impossible, I got a way out. I feel like I'm dying. I found this scripture. I was crushed with grief. It feels like I'm dying. I got these scriptures about this. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help your friends. I'm going to help you overcome. I promise you this. You might feel overwhelmed, but I got news for you. You're not overwhelmed, and you're not going to be overcome. We're going to get in the overflow of God's ability through the anointing. So here's the thing. As we get into these, we're looking at enemies. Well, give me. I'm going to give you some enemies. Here's a big one. How about the enemy of the old you? Write that down. What do you mean? The old you is not the new you. You're a new creature in Christ, okay? Paul said it in Romans 7:23 23, in the NLT version. There is another power within me that is, with, <laughs> I feel like, I'm sorry, but I started laughing. But Paul just tells it like this, like, look, there's somebody living in me. I, there's an alien living inside of me that I need to get rid of. <laughs> Paul's just like, there is somebody else living in me that we need to get rid of. Can anybody else say amen? Comment amen, 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 right? There's Give me some hand claps, too. There's hand claps over there and hearts and stuff. You know what I mean? There's all those little things like make all those stars go all over. I kind of like it, right? There is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Now, we understand he's talking about unregenerated man. Now, watch this, though. Here's the cool part about this. Well, I'm a new creature in Christ. You are, but you got the same mind. See what I'm saying? So you got power over this, but you got to renew your mind to who you are. Remember? Come on, guys. You know what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says. I beseech you there for brethren by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, acceptable God, which is your reasonable service. You know that one. It's the act of worship, right? It's what you're supposed to do. So now what's the story? My spirit, brand new. Your spirit's perfect. That's what's going to heaven. The Bible says in James, you can save your soul. You ready? You could save your soul. How you save your soul? With the seed of the word of God. James says it. What about your body? Save your soul means your soul can be Transformed. Your body can be conformed. Now, I know he says, be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But your body needs to be molded into a picture and an image. So it's all identity. But stay with me. Do you ever find yourself doing things you don't really want to do? Now that all the hands went up at the homes because nobody could see you? <laughs> right? That's the battle in your brain, man. Between the old you and the new you. The sinful you and the good you. The bad you, the new you. You got a battle going on. It's an enemy. Your old nature is an enemy to the new creation you've been made. Hallelujah. Ain't this good? I thought there was something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to be renewed in your mind. A lot of times you hear, this, well, it's the old nature. You know, there's, there's preachers you hear, my God, it's that old nature rising up in me. You ain't got no old nature. You got an unrenewed mind. The old nature's gone. Jesus said, I got, I never understood the scripture, but I got it years later. He said, you can't put new wine in an old skin. The old skin will break. No, no, what he's saying is this. Listen, that old skin is is your human spirit, okay? If he would have put the Holy Spirit in that old skin, boom, broke you open. But he gives you a new heart, and now you can put the Holy Spirit in it. It's like a pool liner. I always use this analogy. It's the simplest one I got. Because, see, Florida, man, you just concrete everything and you go. But when you're, when you're in cold climate, you got to have a liner in the pool. So the, your spirit, your spirit, you, the human you, you're like the liner. The Holy Spirit's like the water in the liner. So he gave you a new liner, like that new skin, so he could put new wine in you. See it? See it? That new wine. Now, listen, that's the Holy Spirit in your spirit. You got it? Praise be to God. So what do I got to do? I got to beat the battle of the old me, because the old me remembers. You know what I'm saying? Remember that one? I'm a new creature. You know what I'm saying? Remember how like people want to take you back to the old you? Remember when we used to, no, I'm a new creature, man. Run. I just started, I told some young people that the other day. Do not, the Bible says not to hang around the ungodly or not to hang around the counsel of the unwise. Don't go near that stuff. Somebody wants to talk to you about the past, you talk to them about your future. Come on, somebody. Some of you gotta watch where you associate because all people wanna talk about is where we were. Now, you know, I got a buddy, I got a friend, I got this guy, like 1973, they won the high school championship. He was one of the best, he was one of the best, he was like one of the best running backs that never made it in the NFL. I don't really wanna hear about all them stories about what you could have been. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, you know what I mean, but I 1973. I was the be- best running back ever played. Well, I don't see you in the I didn't see you in the Hall of Fame. You got to get out of 73, baby. It's 2020. <laughs> Come on, you know. We can't live off past victories. We can't live off past, you know, past uh, past praise. We got to get going here. Get out of that old man, get in a new man. Even the good stuff. Paul said, I forget it all. Count it all, dung. They said, even the good stuff's done. I'm done. I'm going for it. Here's another one. Are you ready for this? You got to get past, you got to get past the enemy called Satan. Now, here you go. Now, he got, oh, did he say Satan? Oh, God. I was really with him now. Now he's starting to talk about Satan. Uh Uh-oh. Everybody comment, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's going there. Yeah, I'm going there. You have an enemy. It's called the adversary. You got power and authority over him. Satan is an enemy. He's got tricky devices, okay? You got to have authority. You got to know how to use it. And you got to stop looking at stuff like that. Kid comes home and starts popping off with the mouth, and you're like, oh, you're, no, no, no. You got to deal with the spirit behind. Jesus always dealt with the spirit behind the infirmity. Jesus always dealt with the spirit behind the attitude. Jesus was dealing with the spirit, and then the natural would catch up. Everything you see is spiritual before it was ever natural. That's where we got to get our mentality back to. And the church, I'm telling you, church, listen to me. We got so cool with communicating and processing information. I'm going to say this, and I'm allowed to, because I have, I have a responsibility to you, and I take it serious, because I'm the, I'm the guard over your soul. That's what the Bible says. Who cares about your soul? I do. You're part of relevant or you're watching right now. I'm a steward of your soul right now. And I'm going to tell you the truth. The church just wanted to communicate, teach the person of Jesus, not leave out the hard principles. Yeah. Well, when you don't leave the principles uh, uh, in the front four months, you got a bunch of uh, of people off the rail running around in the earth and the earth goes, well, you know, it's okay. No, that's immorality. That's lawlessness. I don't need God to tell me what morality looks like. Your own heart tells you what morality looks like. The perverse, disgusting, unjust foolishness. And I got no problem to say it. So here's what I'm saying. You have an enemy and he'll take more ground if you sit there not thinking you have one. Satan cannot force you to do anything, but he sure can give you a lot of suggestions to do some crazy stuff or think some crazy things. Those suggestions are extremely powerful if you put faith in them. They're just suggestions, man. If you, took a, if you took a corn seed, right, like a seed of corn or any kind of seed, and you you put it right here, and you left it right here on this table, can't do nothing. It's a seed. could sit here for 10, 6, 7, 8 months, 10 months, a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, but when you take that seed and you put it in the right soil, it'll grow. This is not the soil, this is not the soil where seeds grow, this metal table. But if you take if you take that seed and put it in the earth, it'll grow. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. He knows. Oh yeah, that seed in your head it'll torment you, it'll bother you. But I got to get it coming out of your mouth, so I can plant it in the earth and you can get a harvest on it. That's so how he got Adam. Told Adam, if you'll believe, you can create your own defeat because I don't have faith. The devil doesn't have faith. He has suggestion. He makes you use your faith to empower his lies and create your reality. You're not going to do that though cuz I'm teaching you I'm teaching you how to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and we are we are we are giving the devil a black eye right now we just we're getting him why cuz he's not going to get you 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 you're, you're you're not in the natural but you're just spiritually saying I'm not picking up he is constantly planting negative thoughts in your mind and he'll use other people he'll use media he'll use TV, he'll use your friends, he'll use your family, he'll use Aunt Mary. He will throw anything he can throw to try to get something in your mind and get you to believe something you should not believe. He is evil. But you got to know, that's my enemy. You got to recognize him. If it's coming to bring these things, it's important to watch. And then you got another one. There's another stuff. You got to fight this, this crazy moral world with all their crazy ideas about Whatever. You know, society is, is, is not really encouraging uh, any kind of sort of discipline at all. It's, it's lawless. And you, when you look outside of society, you go, you know, the Bible says, where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Well, that's why you got all this stuff you got going now. You got no vision. You got no morality. Morality hasn't been the vision, so they cast off restraint, and they're getting more perverted by the minute. Okay you know everything's going on um you know everything is about how do you you know live your life selfishness do what you want to do nobody's submitting to anybody nobody wants to hear anybody it's creeped in the church the church the church doesn't even have an understanding i am sunday sundays i am teaching on i am i'm gonna i don't know i'm gonna write a book a year around here a book every six months praise the god I am going to, I'm serious. There's a lot of good books about honor. I'm talking about honor at a level I've never heard in my life, but I'm getting to download as we go. And I'm going to, I'm really, I want you to get understand. We do, we have, we have, we do not have a culture of honor in the church. And we sure don't have no culture of honor in the, in that earth. That earth is Disgusting disgusting. Let me tell you something right here. Half the stuff that everybody's screaming about, if we had a culture of honor in America, the question wouldn't even be. This is the problem. You know what? Too, I'm going to say something, and this is going to sound bad. Too much freedom is no good. You hear what I just said? Hear what I just said. Understand what I'm saying? Well, let them just do what they want to do. No, give them, give them a biblical example and live up to the standard. Everybody got, well, I got freedom. I can just do what I want to do. You could do what you want to do and look like a fool. You know, Paul said it like this. He said, everything is legal for me, but not everything's good for me. People talking about, talking about leaders and talking about people and, and just going off the rail. And we we've been told by the word of God, especially a Christian. Now, lost people, they're just going to act like that. But you know what? I was I didn't need to be, look, mom, listen. When, you're, when you learn right, you know how to talk even without God. Don't give me this big, you need God to make it business. You should be talking moral. Come on. But as it gets darker and darker and perverse and perverse, it goes off the rail. Leave it at that. Don't get me going. Somebody said, comment here. Don't get him going. Don't get him going. Don't get him going. Comment right in there. Don't get him going. All right. Why? For everything in the world, that's what 1 John 2.16 said, NIV. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, Comes not from the Father, but from the world. Enemies like that, no wonder why we got these struggles. You know this stuff. You know why? We're not fighting natural battles. We're fighting spiritual battles. We have divine power to demolish these strongholds. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, NIV. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. What are you going to listen to in your mind? What are you going to, are you, have you really Set your head to say, man, I'm going to obey the word of God. Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the, world, as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have what? They have divine power to demolish strongholds. And this is what happens. You get a lie in your head. You take your faith and believe it. Now you can create a stronghold in your life. How do we get rid of the strongholds? We demolish the arguments and pretensions that are set itself against the knowledge of God. You take the knowledge of God and you crush these lies. Take captive thoughts and bring them into obedience and discipline them with the Word of God. The Word of God, disciplining your thoughts, creates the place of choice in your life to choose the right thing. Your mind has to listen to you. You got to get that. Write that down. Your mind is not rogue. It is not allowed to do whatever it wants to do. You have authority in Christ. Now listen, the world, they got no hope. You got God. So you could take your spiritual place and say, mind, think upon this. Mind, think like here. You might have to go grab it and discipline it. And I'm going to say something. If you have been um, neglecting, the place of holding your mind accountable, you're going to have to buy that back with discipline. You're not allowed to go here. There is a season of life. I told somebody, I didn't even allow myself to daydream. Don't you just daydream? No, I didn't even daydream. Why? Because I tried to grab it back and command it to, do, to focus. It would go off in left field. I would, I would sit there like, well, don't you daydream? I used to daydream about stuff or just think about it. No, I'd say, come over here. You stay over here. And we'd go out, come over here. Come, out, come over here. It was a season of life. I had to make it, make it focus and make it do and make it listen and make it not respond. I had to make it. I, don't, I didn't want to sign up for that. Well, guess what? Too bad. You did sign up. The minute you got saved, you got to get there, man. You got a choice. You have the choice. Your mind has to listen to you. God didn't give you just a mind and a will and all of this thing. To just battle, he gave you a spiritual force in the anointing. You are anointed. See, so here's what you gotta get you have authority. Where'd you get authority? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You might tell your mind, In the name of Jesus, you focus. In the name of Jesus, I'm keeping the laws of God. In the name of Jesus, I'm walking out the word. In the name of Jesus, I'm gonna do what the Bible says. In the name of Jesus, Come on, guys, you gotta start stirring yourself up to this brand new mentality of, of, what you, of what you receive. Now, this is big. I promise you it's big. I'm just gonna stay here. I got a lot more points for you, but think about this. So I'm battling through the nature that used to hold me back. I'm battling through an enemy called Satan trying to hold me back, and I'm battling this earth because nothing in this earth is gonna agree with what I believe, and that is a big one, man. Why are you shocked When you guys don't see agreement from the world to what we're saying, it's anti-Christ. Everything anti-God is anti-Christ. Don't go looking for agreement and harmony outside of the Bible. You're probably not gonna find it. Jesus said, I I came to give you peace, but in that world, you're gonna have trouble and tribulation. But I want you to be encouraged. You can overcome the enemies of your life with authority. Isn't that good? Good. I think that's so strong for you to get this. And I want you to know, okay, you might have been battling in this arena of thought for a while, okay? And, and, and I think it's so important. Um, sometimes we get overwhelmed and sometimes we don't know why. Um, God's ready to take you to a whole new level uh, of life, but you gotta just submit to it and believe it even when you don't understand it. Um, I can give you another one. We could slide it in here. God God has given you authority over guilt. Write that down. Giving me authority over guilt. And we'll, we'll start over this one next week because i got a little bit of time. I want to give you another one. It's Psalms 38.4. Psalms 38.4. I'm staying in the Passion Translation. You can get it online. A couple of sites are free. You can just read it if you want. I am overwhelmed, swamped, and submerged beneath the heavy burden of my guilt. It clings to me and won't let me go. And a lot of you, I wanted to get to this because I feel like a lot of you are dealing with guilt. You know, Proverbs 28:13 in the Living Bible says, "A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance." Whew. I'm going to read that again, man. Proverbs 28:13 in the Living Bible. It's right there. 28:13 in the Living Bible. A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. That's so strong. We all make mistakes. Don't get prideful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. How many? I want another chance. Don't you want another chance? Listen, life is sometimes maybe giving you a brand new start, a fresh start. God is always ready to give you another chance. One of the greatest things about Christianity is God'll give you a brand new beginning. We've all been irresponsible. We've all messed it up. We've messed up some stuff pretty bad. But I promise you, God can fix it. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes seven twenty, listen to this in the NLT, not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. God doesn't want us living this heavy, crazy, guilt ridden life. But we gotta take responsibility. And that's the key to the forgiveness and the freedom. Guilt destroys confidence. It damages the way we have relationships. relationship. It messes up and damages um, just our future. It keeps us stuck in the past. It hurts your health. It messes you up. To get free from the enemy of guilt, we're going to have to press into the promise of forgiveness. And that's what I want to tell you today. I really felt like I wanted to get this out. Next week, I'm going to talk more about it. If I give you too much, it's just a lot. But I want you to know this. How do I get rid of it? Well, I kind of think Proverbs 28, 13 is the place we're going to look at in that living Bible. I just want to get you started. I really felt like I needed to share this today. I don't know why. Maybe you've been guilt. Maybe you've been feeling guilt. Regret is probably the greatest pain we'll all feel. Self-affliction is the greatest wound I've ever felt because it's not the things I'm not in control of. That hurt me the most. It's the things I'm in control of and make the mistakes in that really get me going. You know, like if, if, something, like if this, something fell and hit my hand, what am I going to do? It's, it's, I was out of my control. But if I, take, if I take the box and drop it on my hand, I think like, what are you doing? It's the self-affliction from, from me that I do by not following obedience that I really struggle with more than the outside circumstances of life that come. But this is the key. A man who refuses to admit mistakes can never be successful. Is that not powerful or what? Admit it. I made a mistake. Maybe you made some bad choices. But if he confesses, so good. And forsakes them, he gets another chance. Gets a brand new beginning. Isn't that cool? Today, I want to close with this. Maybe you've been carrying some guilt. Maybe you've been mind-dealing Maybe, maybe maybe, it was the battle, the first half of the battle. I didn't want to leave you like this, but, man, I really felt like I had to talk about this guilt thing. I want you to get it out from underneath the burden of guilt if you're carrying it. How do I do it? Well, you got to admit you made a mistake. Not easy, but it, you can do it. He'll give you the grace to do it. But you don't have to tell it to anybody. I think a lot of times people say, well, you got to confess it. No, you got to tell God. Um, I confess it and I forsake it. And I just, need, I, just need a, I just need a new beginning. So if you're out there today, and you might be guilty. If, oh, I've been carrying this guilt. I've been carrying this baggage. I've been carrying this burden. I've been just carrying stuff, man. It's weighing me down. The enemy's bringing it to my mind. He's messing with me. He's kind of like, keeps showing me the pictures of my past. He tries to keep me trapped in a dimension of my life that I, I'm not anymore. I'm not who I used to be. I'm a brand new creature. But he's got, seems like he's got like video on my history. And I can't step into my future because... You know, sometimes the history just keeps me trapped in a moment that I can't get out of. But if I can get to a place and say, hey, look, God, I made mistakes. This is all I got to do is just tell God, say, God, I made some mistakes. Let me pray with you right now. Just say it right now. You're there. Maybe your family's there. Maybe you want to excuse yourself. Maybe you're somewhere where you can't risk. Maybe you're watching this later. Just say, I, I admit, God, I made, go to God. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I made some mistakes. I made some mistakes, and I really want to be successful in life, and I'm sorry. I confess him and I forsake him and I repent. I repent of the mistakes I made and I don't want to carry the guilt no more. I'm going to take Well, I'll take my yo-yo out. Take your yo-yo and just put guilt, whatever that thing is. Maybe you did something wrong. Maybe you hurt somebody. Maybe you, maybe you did something you're not real proud of. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. Put it on your yo-yo and just throw it. And The minute you throw it, just cut the string and let it go. Because once I cast it, if I cut it, God will take care of it. Just give it to him. Just him, God, I'm casting this to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you my guilt. And God, by faith, by faith right now, by faith, this is faith. It's a faith step before it's ever a feeling. By faith, I'm going to honor the word of God. And because I honor the word of God, I know my feelings, they'll catch up. So by faith right now, I just cast my guilt into the sea of forgetfulness. And I believe that I receive forgiveness, and I believe I I receive restoration in my life. And you're even going to give me brand new, brand new, brand new ideas about my future. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, amen. Man, guys, that was good stuff. All month long, I'm talking about this. I got a lot of stuff. We're going to come right back here next week. Share it, share it, share it right now. If you didn't share it, share it now. We are going to help so many people, and I appreciate you helping me take this gospel around the world. I love you. I'll see you Sunday, 1030, one service. We're in the house of God. We're on our series of honor. Come ready. Because I'm talking about some truth in the Word of God, I believe is life-changing. We love you, and I'll see you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.